Stay connected, stay informed. Good morning once again. It's 45 degrees and partly sunny downtown at 10.02. I'm Tom Hutler with our top stories from our 24-7 News Center. Glad you could be with us today. Would-be burglars slammed a stolen car all the way into a GameStop store in Tacoma. Going for at least stole reports from the scene near 72nd and Portland Avenue. Police say the burglary alarm went off at about 2.30 this morning. They were here within four minutes, but whoever was in the car had already run off. The worker I spoke to says they didn't even steal anything. A massive mess for really no reason. Luckily, nobody was hurt. There's a lot of this going on. The ATMs and everything else. And it's awful. Now, if it sounds like we have been reporting on a lot of these crash and grabs, well, you're not exactly wrong. Our team went through our past reports, dug into the archives this morning, and found at least 10 incidents just like this at pharmacies, smoke shops, pot shops, phone stores that we have been responding to. And that is all since December. Again, that's Como Ford Lee Stole. The Tacoma Police Department say they have the community to thank after they made a large drug bust early yesterday morning. The bust came after police responded to 911 calls reporting shots fired. No one was hurt, but inside the home they found powdered fentanyl, two handguns, $16,000 in cash, and a large amount of other drugs while searching for a, or well, serving a search warrant. The police have forwarded charges to the prosecutor's office. Metro is taking steps to deal with illegal drugs on buses. They plan to double the number of security guards working on the bus system. A driver tells Kevin News that ever since ridership began to increase as we move away from the pandemic, drug use is getting out of control and is a threat to both passengers and drivers. I don't want to be putting in a predicament where I'm around drugs every day on my job that I didn't sign up for. Despite those fears, the state health department says on their website, quote, there's no real risk for the everyday person being exposed to secondhand opioid smoke. Como Force Mary Nam. Hospitals have to hire enough nurses to meet the safe staffing levels under a bill that's now passed the state Senate. Senator Mark Mullet, Issaquah Democrat, says hospitals who fail to meet the target face state regulatory invas- and, uh, enforcement. There's a clear incentive for every hospital in the state after this bill passes to do everything they can to try to staff up and hire workers. The bill comes in response to nurses who say hospitals are deliberately understaffing their wards to boost profits. The State House hears the bill next. Coming up, first murder hornets, now Houdini flies. I'm Jeff Pogelo with the latest Dad, threatening the- local bees. And now let's go live to the High Performance Home Traffic Center for an update with Kiara Jordan. You're going to find yourself in a slow go this morning, northbound I-5, traveling from about 272nd to State Route 516, where we've had some action that's at least over on the left shoulder. It looks to me, I don't see anything blocked. It doesn't mean that there isn't. It's just really hard to tell from my camera shots, but I'll tell you, that delay is waiting for you as you're coming out of Federal Way. And then in Seattle, we're still fighting a heavy commute from Albro to Seneca. Southbound I-5, a little bit of crowding out of Linwood. And then again, as you're coming out of Mount Lake Terrace and into Shoreline on westbound 520, we tap the brakes from Montlake to I-5. We did have some maintenance work that was taking place on Westbound I-90 at East Mercer Block in the right lane, and it had been creating some slowing, but I'm not seeing too much slowing through that area anymore. Northbound 405, that is still heavy from the Valley Freeway to Northeast 44th. Then we see another round of delays from Cole Creek Parkway into downtown Bellevue, and we still have some hesitation on Eastbound 16 as we're traveling out of Purdy. That is due to a much, much earlier blocking problem. Our next Northwest traffic at 1014. This traffic report sponsored by Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Call Beacon today. Save $50 on all drain, cleaning, and sewer repair. 
Just call 1-800-FREAKIN-AND-STOP-FREAKIN. Call Beacon. Your forecast from meteorologist Kristen Clark is sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. Broken sunshine throughout much of the early afternoon, but likely by mid to late day, just in time for the rush hour home, we will be tracking a few showers into Puget Sound, capable of maybe producing small hail and maybe some sleet, especially in those heavier showers, later on this evening. And tonight, once again, low temperatures will be dipping into the low 30s, cold enough for the damp roads to turn a bit icy during the Wednesday morning commute when we could be tracking a few flurries in parts of South sound. In the Comalpore Weather Center, meteorologist Kristen Clark. Partly cloudy in 44 downtown with some sun breaks. It's 10.06. 20 minutes of nonstop news continues. A suspect accused of a violent home invasion will remain in jail until his trial. A judge denied Mohamed Cisse's request to be released on GPS monitoring. He's facing first-degree robbery and burglary charges linked to a home invasion in October of 2022 in Kirkland in which a woman was raped. The victim of the crime says the fight isn't over to protect her community. I hope that other people will see me stand up to fight for our city and they will stand up and fight with me. We cannot let Kirkland be overrun by crime. The other suspect in the case, Bubakar Touré, is charged with rape and robbery. He is in jail awaiting trial. Como Force Eric Johnson, King County Sheriff's deputy is investigating after a body was found with gunshot wounds just west of the library in White Center Sunday. Police haven't released information on a suspect and no arrests have been made as of yet. A pair of shootings in Seattle's Belltown neighborhood bringing back an emphasis on public safety in that area. Como Force Joe Marino spoke with community members. Dan's Belltown Grocery is a staple in the neighborhood, but workers say there are ongoing issues just outside the store. I see like a more druggy outside that they create problem day by day. Early Monday morning, police patrolling nearby heard gunfire and rushed over to find a man bleeding on the street. He died at the hospital a short time later. On Thursday, two men were arguing at 3rd and Bell when one pulled out a gun and opened fire, hitting the victim in the leg. Mitch Pinard has lived in Belltown for years and is a regular at the dog park. He says the drug culture thrives in the area and drives many of the problems. Drugs for sure, smoking crack, um, like not even hiding it, just on the corner. Lighten up. No arrests so far in either shooting case, but police say they remain open and active investigations. Again, that's Como Force Joe Marino reporting. Metro is taking steps to deal with illegal drug use on buses. They plan to double the number of security guards working the bus system. A driver says drug use is getting out of control and is a threat to both passengers and drivers. Despite those fears, the state health department says on their website that exposure to opioid smoke presents no real risk for most people. Ever since the 1970s, inmates paroled from Washington prisons have been handed $40 along with the state's best wishes. It's not enough anymore, according to sponsors of a newly passed Senate bill. Northwest News Radio's Corwin Hake. 40 bucks won't take you very far these days, and removing that cap on so-called gate money is just one of the provisions in Senate Bill 5134, which aims to help ensure a paroled inmate successfully reintegrates into society. State Senator Claire Wilson, Auburn Democrat, is the sponsor. Our judicial system punishes. Our correction system should be rehabilitating and to help people successfully re-enter as the neighbors that we want everyone to be. The bill requires the State Department of Corrections to provide re-entry planning for all inmates starting a year before their release. 
That plan, individualized to each inmate, addresses their education, employment prospects, substance abuse, mental health, and other needs, and connects them with existing services and resources to meet those needs. The bill passed the Senate 31 to 12 and moves next to the House. Corwin Hake, Northwest News Radio. Northwest News Time now ten ten. Time for a Beacon Plumbing Sports Desk update with Eric Heinz. The Seattle Kraken try for a fifth win in a row tonight as they host Anaheim. The Ducks are coming off a three two win over the Montreal Canadiens and have won four of their last five games. The puck drops at seven o'clock tonight. The Gonzaga Bulldogs face St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Championship in Las Vegas. They split the two regular season games this season. Zag senior forward Drew Timmy gets to play the Gales one last time. I've said this before, we kind of have a respected hatred for each other. Like, we, we don't like each other, but at the same time, we respect each other. We all play hard. It brings the best out of all of us, and that's what the game's all about. Uh, kind of like a controlled rage that happens between the two programs, and uh, there's no love lost, but at the end of the day, we respect each other. Tip time is 6 o'clock on ESPN. The Huskies and Cougars open play in the Pac-12 Conference Tournament tomorrow. The 8th-seeded Dogs face the ninth seeded Colorado Buffaloes at noon to open the tournament, while the 5th-seeded Cougs will take on 12th-seeded Cal Golden Bears. The Seahawks and quarterback Geno Smith agree in a three-year contract worth reportedly $105 million. And the Mariners have today off the resume Cactus League play tomorrow against the L.A. Dodgers. Sports at 10 and 40 past the hour. Eric Heinz, Northwest News Radio. We'll have traffic and weather two and a half minutes from now. Northwest News Time 1011. The number of high school sports injuries are decreasing nationally but increasing in severity. Researchers reviewed a national database of high school sports injuries for boys and girls. Total injuries are down, but rates of head and neck injury and injuries causing students to be out more than a week are higher. 44% happened in boys football. About half of those were concussions, an increase, but repeated head injuries decreased. The American Heart Association report credits prevention efforts. Girls soccer had the second highest rate of injury, mostly head, neck, and leg injuries. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Two Capitol riot defendants have disappeared. Bench warrants have been issued for the arrests of Olivia Pollock and Joseph Hutchinson III. The FBI says they tampered with or removed ankle monitors used to track their location. Pollock's trial was supposed to be starting. Her brother is a Capitol riot defendant, too. He's been on the lam for months. Olivia Pollock, who's from Florida, is accused of elbowing an officer in the chest and trying to strip the officer's baton, while Joseph Hutchinson from Georgia is charged with pulling back a fence that allowed other rioters to swarm police trying to defend the Capitol, punching an officer and grabbing the sleeve of another before throwing the officer out of the way. Ed Donahue, Washington. Donald Trump's former spokesperson, Hope Hicks, has met with New York prosecutors investigating hush money payments made on the ex-president's behalf. Hope Hicks with her lawyer hustling into a black SUV outside the Manhattan District Attorney's Office Monday. She spent several hours inside. The latest member of Donald Trump's inner circle to be questioned in the renewed probe into payments made to two women on his behalf to keep them from speaking publicly about alleged affairs with Trump. Hicks served as his 2016 campaign press secretary, and court records from a federal probe into the matter indicate she spoke with Trump by phone during a frenzied effort to keep the stories out of the press in the final weeks before the election. Trump has denied the affairs. I'm Ben Thomas. 
Northwest News Time 1013, Donald Trump's uh, former spokesperson, Hope Hicks, who we mentioned there. Other headlines, let's check it out with ABC. These are your world headlines from ABC News. China's foreign minister saying the U.S. should change its distorted attitude towards China, warning of conflict and confrontation if it doesn't. China also defending its stance when it comes to the war in Ukraine. Amid growing concerns, Beijing could begin providing Russia with military assistance. Meanwhile, North Korea also warning the U.S., saying any move to shoot down one of its test missiles would be considered a declaration of war. In France, another day of nationwide strikes, trains coming to a halt, oil refineries blocked, and power production reduced. The movement to protest French President Macron's plans to up the retirement age from 62 to 64. And in Greece, a railway employee has been jailed pending trial over that deadly train crash that killed at least 57 people. This coming as thousands continue to take to the streets, demanding answers regarding the worst rail disaster in the country's living memory. I'm Inez de Liquiter at the ABC News Foreign Desk in Paris. Coming up next, what was uh, supposed to be a peaceful protest turned violent in Atlanta. We'll tell you why next. 1014 and traffic time from the High Performance Homes Traffic Center with Kiara Jordan. Well, we are still finding some heavy slowing right now on North NI-5 out of the north end of Federal Way to State Route 516, where you're going to see some action that's sitting over on the left shoulder. And then the next backup, that comes in Seattle, where we slow down heavily right around Albro, and we're going to stay heavy to the convention center. On northbound 405, we remain busy from the Valley Freeway to about northeast 44th, and then we slow down again, approaching Cole Creek Parkway into downtown Bellevue. A little hesitation, both directions of I-90, right as you're approaching 405, looks like south Southbound 405, that's cleared out pretty nicely right now. And just some minor slowing on southbound I-5 right as you're coming out of Mount Lake Terrace. Our next Northwest traffic app, 1024. Checking your forecast, sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. A chance of showers today and also some partly sunny skies, which we're getting right now in downtown Seattle at least. Mostly cloudy overnight with a chance of showers by midday again tomorrow. A rain and snow mix is possible for Thursday morning. Afternoon showers will wash any accumulation away. There shouldn't be much to begin with. Right now, Everett, mostly sunny in 44, 42 in Cloudy in Tacoma, and at SeaTac Airport, partly sunny, 45 degrees at 1016. News Radio 1000, FM 97.7, your information station. Sponsored by Muckleshoot Casino. Kathy O'Shea at the editor's desk. I'm Tom Hutler, and these are stories we're following. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says faster and higher interest rate hikes are likely needed to bring down inflation. His testimony before Congress prompted Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown to note that ordinary Americans will be hit the hardest if the Fed goes too far. Meantime, Powell urged lawmakers to act quickly to raise the debt ceiling or risk long-standing harm to the economy. One person under arrest in the deaths of two Americans in Mexico. Top officials, including Mexico president also say two other Americans are alive. One of them is injured. The group was said to be family members from South Carolina who were kidnapped after crossing the border near Brownsville, Texas last week. It's 1017 now. Nearly two dozen people arrested in Atlanta over the weekend for a violent protest at the construction site of a new public safety training center. Here with that story is ABC's Steve Osinsami. At least 23 people are charged with domestic terrorism, and police here point out that only two of them are from Georgia. 
They're from Utah, Arizona, far away from here. One person is from Canada. Another person is from France. Authorities say that they stormed what is going to be a training facility for police Sunday through three bricks, through bricks, rocks, fireworks, and Molotov cocktails at police officers, setting fire to construction equipment and launching rounds of commercial-grade fireworks. This is by no means their first clash with police. This has been going on for months. In January, one of them was killed after police say they shot at them and then police shot back. They're fighting to save the woods that the police training center would replace, but also saying they're trying to keep police from militarizing. This has put local civil rights groups in a strange position where they agree with the idea of not trying to militarize the police, but are also trying not to support any foolishness. Protesters say they will be here all week trying to stop the police training center from being built, but we should underline that it was approved by lawmakers at the state and local levels, Democrats and Republicans of all colors. And again, that's ABC's Steve Osinsami reporting on that story. Many people believe he's got the best chance of beating out former President Trump for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. But he hasn't even said yet if he's running. All eyes on Florida, the critical battleground state, and Governor Ron DeSantis. Thank you very much. DeSantis not yet a candidate for president, but the Republican governor is already heating up the 2024 race. Florida kicks off its new legislative session today, and with Republican majorities in both chambers, DeSantis is expected to push a sweeping conservative agenda, including prohibiting higher education institutions from using any funding to support diversity, equity, inclusion, or critical race theory, and investment in education, including millions to recruit and retain faculty at state universities, making it easier to allow a death sentence without a unanimous jury and allow Floridians to carry a gun without a permit. In Florida, we say very clearly, uh, we will never ever surrender to the woke mob. Our state is where woke goes to die. DeSantis has already rejected a proposed advanced placement class on African-American history. The core curriculum must be grounded in actual history, the actual philosophy that has shaped Western civilization. And signing into law a bill that stops classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in certain grade levels, which critics have dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill. While DeSantis has deflected questions about a presidential run, Florida Democrats say he's taking his vision nationally. Florida's present reality could become the nation's future if folks don't join in with us and do all that we can to push back against Ron DeSantis and these culture wars. Republican leaders in Florida say they are open to changing a law that would allow DeSantis to remain as governor if he does decide to run for president. Again, no firm decision has been made yet, but he will be in Iowa later this week. And again, that's ABC's Rachel Scott. 1020 now, and time for your StockCharts.com money update, which we do at 20 and 50 past each hour. A highly anticipated bipartisan Senate bill to give the president the authority to respond to threats posed by TikTok and companies like it will be unveiled today by Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Mark Warner. The Virginia Democrat will hold a news conference with South Dakota Republican Senator John Thune, the co-sponsor of the bill. The precise text of the legislation has yet to be released, but Warner suggested this past weekend the bill will not be limited simply to reigning and TikTok, which is owned by Chinese tech giant ByteDance. Not only did Creed 3 shoot past box office expectations in its opening weekend, it was the biggest domestic opening for a sports movie ever. Creed's $58.7 million haul boosted it past the previous record holder, the 2010 remake of The Karate Kid. 
That's your money now. Stock losses mounting as the uh, investors soaked in the Fed. Chairman Jerome Powell's hawkish, hawkish message to Congress about the central bank and won't rule out bigger interest rate hikes in order to uh, tame inflation. So the Dow is now down over 400 points, 464. The Nasdaq is off by 83 and a third. And the S&P 500 is off by 48. News Radio 1000, FM 97.7. The information you need when you want it on your smart speaker. Just say, play Northwest News Radio. Stay connected. Stay informed. Your information station. As an employee.